welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, January 27th, 2021, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama, where we have truly a delightful podcast for you today and it is a joy and an honor to be joined by two incredible women uh laura and eddie as well as sweet lily and i had the privilege of getting to hear lily's story at our birmingham fundraising dinner back in october and actually lily wrote her story down and lauren read the story but having them sit together and hearing what god has done in lily's life encouraged me i know encouraged my wife ashley in big ways and what you're going to hear is a story of god's goodness of god's grace of god's mercy and god's reconciliation but most importantly you're going to hear from a woman who is truly a superhero in my mind and i know in lauren eddie's mind as well and so i know you're going to gratefully get to enjoy hearing about lily and her two precious babies Uh, but before we hear from lauren and lily i want to remind you about bridge educational services Bridge was created to walk alongside parents as you help your children from hard places meet their educational potential, cognitive developmental evaluations, personalized educational support, in-office or online support. This is built for your child and will be a support for you, whether your child is homeschooled, doing online learning, or learning in the classroom setting. Let's just be honest. For many people, they thought 2021 would bring an end to all the craziness of 2020, but it's just another year of more craziness, especially when it comes to educating your children. And so for many people, you're still educating your kids at home and you never plan to homeschool in your life. For many of you, your kids are just struggling at school because so much is different with social distancing and mask wearing and all of those things. And we know that education is so important. And many times when our kids are struggling educationally, it also helps us struggle actually reaching their hearts and reaching their minds and reaching their lives. And so Bridge Educational Services isn't just about meeting the educational needs of your children. It's about helping you disciple them to come to know who the Lord created them to be. So go to lifelinechild.org backslash bridge educational services. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash bridge educational services, or look in the show notes and connect with Bridge Educational Services today to help you reach your child and their heart for the kingdom of Christ through education. Grateful to be joined today by Lily and Lauren and, uh, two incredible ladies with incredible stories. And, you know, one of the things that I think about, even as we, we hear from Lily today, is to look back at all of our stories and to see all the ways in mistakes we've made and things that we've done right, how the Lord is leading us, guiding us, even in the ways that we don't even realize at those times. And uh, Lily is an incredible woman. Uh, she was able to give birth to two lovely babies during the global pandemic. And so that was an interesting time. Lily, just just start off. Tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of what makes up this woman that's sitting in front of me today. Whew, um, honestly, I had no idea, but I've always said that these babies kind of saved my life because I was headed down a wrong path. So I'm much different than I was um, about 10 to 12 months ago. So yeah, the girls really saved me. Okay, so 10 to 12 months ago, right, <laughs> you you learned that you're pregnant. Yes, 
And um, that was right when COVID hit, or the, I actually think they were calling it coronavirus. <laughs> um, yeah, it hit. I lost my job. I was bartending, and then I found out I was pregnant, and I headed straight for the abortion clinic. I'm just going to go ahead and be honest with you. Um, I had no idea what I was going to do, and my uncle reached out to me, told me about you guys, got me hooked up with Lauren, and I met her, and then I was sold. I, I wanted to continue with adoption. Thank God. I'm really glad I did that. So even as you say that, so right, I, I'm thinking through putting myself in your shoes. You lose your job. And so like, what are the emotions that you're feeling even as you lose your job? And then the double whammy of now learning you're pregnant. Like what, what did it feel like? Well, I was alone. I tell you that because along with the lifestyle I was living, I was also pushing people away, really not thinking about it. It's not like I was like, Hey, get out. I just, you know, I was running with sin and that happens to good people in your life. They're like, she's got to figure it out. So maybe she will, maybe she won't. And that's why I say the girls are a blessing. I feel like they were meant, even though I didn't keep them, I feel like it's, it's just as much of a blessing that the parents walked into my life the way they did. And then you guys and the Lord, he, he really showed himself again. He, he didn't, he didn't let me say no this time. <laughs> um, even though I was going to, and it was really hard to turn around and make the right decision, which was abortion would have haunted me. But when you're in that position, you kind of just don't know what to do. You just want it to go away. You don't want everyone to be like, why did you, you know, do what you did? And, you know, you knew better. You should have waited till marriage. You know, all the things that are lingering in your mind during those times. But it was just a little, it was just, it turned out to be a big blessing. Yeah. So, yeah. I think one of the things that we talked about too is just earlier when we were talking, Lily had kind of said, you know, I wanted to, I want to go back and just kick myself for yeah. even considering the options I did. And one thing we were kind of talking about is like all of the reasons why she was considering having an abortion were all valid reasons. Just like you pointed out the fear of losing her job and what the future was going to hold and feeling alone and not having family support at the time because she hadn't told anybody, you know, and so all of those things, like you're not alone in that. A lot of women feel that. And so all of those reasons are valid. And so I think you know, just giving yourself grace and that to even say, yes. hey, the, I considered all of these options. This is what I was faced with. And this is what I chose in the long yeah. run. It's really hard to like step up. Um, I will say I'm kind of glad I got to be in an abortion clinic. There were a lot of girls in there like me, but they weren't. I was sitting in a corner kind of I would actually started praying then. I was mm. like, Lord, just get me through this because, well, it's a long story, but I was sitting in a corner crying while there were other women sitting there with their best friends, um, you know, giggling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're uh, adoption is not promoted a lot, I guess you could say. I never knew about Lifeline before. Mm -hmm. So if somehow we could just get the word out more that, you know, adoption is a real option mm -hmm. and abortion will haunt you. Most women, it will. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just step up and make that decision. You've got this. Be you can be strong and God will help you and he will put people in your life that will help you. And the you know, that's all that matters. Like you just have to make that decision. You no one can make that decision for you. So, I don't know how 
we or whoever can put the word out there more, but it needs to be out there more. So, um, I just got lucky and I had my uncle Mm -hmm. and he's been involved with the adoption world Mm -hmm. for a while. Um, so he kind of brought me back to that. One of the things that's crazy that even when you're talking is the fact that, you know, you talk about how you felt so alone. And I think that's such a real feeling sitting in that abortion clinic by yourself. Those feelings are so valid, but also like fast forward to the future. And, you know, I've gotten to meet your uncle and your grandparents and different people who have walked with you. And even during those times, they were praying for you. They didn't know what was going on, but they were praying for you. And so just looking at how God has worked things in your life and just how even at the times that you felt were the darkest, people were praying for you. And then how did the Lord answer those prayers and work in your life? Yeah. They were answered, and he answered every single one of mine more. Um, And what I asked for wasn't even close to what he did, so I'm really thankful. Well, and I think really just even to echo what Lauren says, and and for folks that are listening, I think this is so important. There were other people praying for you as well. You know, uh, like, for instance, I know, for instance, not even knowing you or knowing your name or your face, I mean, my wife— praise daily for women that are in those positions and feel trapped and feel alone. Um, and I know there's so many other people, but, but what were some of the ways that you saw God answer those prayers in your life? Obviously your uncle calling you, but what were some of the pieces that you had that were even like strange? Like, Hey, I shouldn't be feeling peace right now. What were some of the, the gifts that the Lord gave you? I mean, obviously these two bundles of joy, but what were some of the other gifts that God gave you that were so unexpected? Oh my gosh, I have a perfect one. So going along with the adoption, um, I also thought of selfishly deep down, I was like, am I going to be involved enough? And the couple I, I found or chose, they are, I can't even it's not, nothing is scripted. Like it's just casual and it's almost like they like invite me in like I'm one of the family, you know? So I am, I didn't ask for that and I would never, like I'm always going to put my selfish side away, but deep down I kind of wanted that and I got that. So I feel like God kind of knew that he's like, Hey, you did this, you know, here you go. You're going to be able to see these girls grow and you, you're going to even be able to be involved. And I just love that. It's so casual, but yeah. yeah. So <laughs> real quick, cause, and, and I want Lauren to get back to that, but even this relationship that you two have, which I've gotten to see on display, you know, one of the cool things is I think you talked about being alone in the abortion clinic. And a lot of times that's, that's a process you know, but you've also developed this relationship with Lauren. Yes. Like how much has that relationship ministered to you as well? Well, I will say that I could not have done it without, I will say this 100%. I could not have done it without Lauren. Cause still I kept some family at a distance, even my sister, but she was really easy to talk to. Um, her arms were open, even though they weren't, you know, so she just, she asked all the right questions. And even before I knew what I was trying to say, she knew what I was trying to say at times. Like we really connected. So I've been really thankful on getting a little mushy on it. <laughs> I just wanted to encourage you for a second because 
you know, what you said a minute ago about selfishly, you wanted to have that relationship with the family and that's not selfish. And I just want to encourage you in that because you chose life for your babies and you said, okay, I'm going to do the thing that is most selfless and I'm going to decide what is not what is best for me, but what is best for these children. And then you made a plan based off of what was best for them. And part of that plan was for you to say, Hey, I'm choosing life for them. And so I want to see them grow up. I want to have a relationship with this family. I want to know how they're doing. And so I'm not trying to correct you, but I do want to encourage you in that. (laughs) She always says this. (laughs) I just want to encourage you that that plan you made was everything but selfish. And so I want you to remember that. Thank Mm. you. Yeah, I, I, I'll echo what Lauren says. And, you know, the, everything that you've done is the most selfless thing that you could have done. Um, you, you brought life. You've given a gift. But you, then you've also, I think what's so great about all these selfless things is as you were selfless to see God giving back to you as well with this joy. Um, and you said it well. You wish people would know more about this, this option how has the Lord already allowed you to use your testimony in the lives of others? So Lauren reached out to me was about a week ago, you think? Um, she asked if I would be willing to talk to someone who was pregnant. And actually, I don't know if you knew this, but she was pregnant with twins. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, just to talk to her. And um, I, I agreed. And I did. And um, I don't know if you want to know a little about that, but... What I was hoping would happen did not happen, and it's still okay. Um, not everyone's going to make the decision I made, and everyone's circumstances are different. But already, you know, she asked me about the banquet, then she asked me to talk to that girl, and now I'm here. So, uh, you know, my voice is, I guess, being heard in some ways already, and I'm just kind of accepting them. I'm just like, this is the Lord, you know. I feel like my voice can really make a difference to some women who are going through the same thing. And y'all keep sending them my way. (laughs) I think whenever like, you know, someone is hurting or someone's in a situation, you always want to say the right thing. And sometimes you say the wrong thing. Like, you know, I even think about, and and I've, I've got a dear friend who's struggling for his life and um, with COVID-19 and and thinking through like, what do I say to his wife to kind of encourage her while he's struggling, what were some of the things that people said to you or helped you with that you'd say, these were incredibly encouraging during this? And then even what were some of those things that you would say, these were hurtful things or, or things like, yeah, probably not the best thing to say to someone and in, in, that's walking through so many different emotions and feelings. Are you talking about someone that's like in the same position I was? Yeah, absolutely. Um, who I would say, um, one of the things that is extremely relevant is bringing up the Lord and praying. Number one is praying because, you know, I was way off the path of, you know, the Lord and my spiritual path, but I, I just prayed and then it got better. And then I met Lauren and, you know, she opened doors and, you know, I got a journal from my grandmother, you know, things started happening, but really just pray, but don't be too forceful. Mm. Because um, I guess that was one of the things with when I was talking to the girl. I didn't want her to think I was just, you know, shoving a Bible down her throat. Like, I'm just here to tell you that you can do this. You are strong. Pray, and I promise you that will help. And then, you know, 
if you have any more questions or want anyone else to talk to, I'm here. But really, it helped when someone just let me know they were there. They kind of let me make the decision because and but you also, you know, you say what you need to say. Um, But what do you you know, you never really know to you're in the situation. So but what helped me was, you know, someone who wasn't too forceful, Mm -hmm. someone who was just kind of at ease. And then we went from there, like the first impressions, everything. So, you know, a lot of people and we tell people all the time and it's true, like (laughs) Lifeline's 40 years old this year as a ministry and the ministry started in 1981. And a lot of people see, well, Lifeline Children's Services, they started because of a child. And actually, the ministry started because of you, because of women that were walking through these difficult situations. And the ministry was to come alongside of these women to be an advocate and a partner. Because as we look at even what we talk about pro-life, Lily, your life matters abundantly. And hopefully, you know, all of our team has been able to help you understand that even before we've talked about these beautiful babies, that you mattered first. How have you seen that expressed to you that even in your lowest of points that we helped you see to God that you matter abundantly? Are there, are there ways that you've felt that and known that truth about how much, how special you are? Yes. Um, I had a really good friend and then of course, Lauren, they helped me the most and they were both women. Um, Honestly, pregnancy is a gift and not everyone can have children. So just being able to be pregnant, even though, you know, it really wasn't my time and, you know, I'm not ready to parent. It still was a gift and it still is beautiful. And, you know, it can still turn into something beautiful. (laughs) I I keep saying beautiful because it just, it really is. And, um, I just feel like it was the Lord's plan, but yeah, I, anyways, so we keep we keep talking about that you know you had two babies you had twins. Yeah. Talk about the moment that you realized you were having not one baby but two babies. What did what was that like? Oh wow, it was crazy. I was super excited, but then I actually had not considered adoption yet at that point. I was at the clinic. They did the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. I actually went through a lot on that. Um, they did the ultrasound and I could already tell that they didn't really have my best intention and they were not going to let me see my sonogram. So the way I saw it was like, Hey, show me that clipboard. And then I got the clipboard because she was like, okay. And I looked and I was like, what does this mean? And she was like, it's twins. And I just, nothing but tears came and I just, I broke down and I went out into the living room and I will tell you that I was the only one in there. I was sitting in a corner and that was when I started praying. I was like, Lord, if this is not what I need to do, please just show me. And the next thing you know, I'm I'm praying to myself. This lady walks up and she starts hugging me. You know, this is the beginning of the pandemic and it's an older lady. Um, I don't know why she was there, but, um, my sister says it was my angel that day. Mm. She told me that she reckoned I need to go home. Mm. And the, the Lord really spoke to me right after I found out I was twins because I'm a twin. And, you know, my mom had me and my sister and my mom was also adopted. Mm. So it just all hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. What I needed to do, I needed to leave. Mm. Maybe make not make the, my decision just yet. Just leave. Just mm. you're done for the day. You're yeah. not doing this. I was one step away 
from starting the medical abortion. And thank God I got out of there. I mean, so in a lot of ways, those two babies actually being in the womb together were what the Lord used to even turn you and take you to that place where this lady, who we don't even know her name, comes and gives you a hug and sends you home. Lauren, like I know how much your relationship with Lily has meant to you personally. And, you know, this has been a hard year for you too, trying to walk with women during a pandemic and all the uncertainties. What has her relationship meant to you? Because I think a lot of times we talk about how much, you know, our relationship means to these women, but she's meant something to you. Can you explain that and how she's been a blessing to you during this year? Absolutely. I think, you know, being a pregnancy counselor, you hope that you just get a chance to speak truth to someone who's in a really hard place and walk through that with them. And, you know, Lily says all the time, you know, how special our relationship means to her. And and I just reiterate to her, like how much of an encouragement she is to me and how it truly has been a gift from the Lord that I've gotten to walk with Lily as well. And, and me and Lily were talking about this a little bit earlier because she was just sharing with me that, you know, from where she was, you know, 12 months ago, basically just knowing who God is and believing in God, but then coming to a place where she actually submitted her life to God and said, okay, I'm going to actually trust him and walk with him. And so that has been so encouraging to my own walk with the Lord, because over the past year, I've gotten to watch Lily grow in that, just even to say like, you know, I was having this hard time and I prayed and I felt peace in that moment or different things that you've shared with me. And even one day I had taken a sick day. Um, I'd actually been in the ER, not feeling well. And Lily had texted me and we were supposed to meet and she actually needed to reschedule. And so I didn't even have to reschedule on her. But then I got this text from Lily after that. And it was different than any text she'd ever sent me before. And it just said, I, I just want you to know I'm praying for you and are you okay? I just felt like I needed to ask that. And the next day we got together and she said that she just basically felt like the spirit had put on her heart that I was sick. And she even said, I just had this feeling you were in the hospital for some reason, you know? And so she was like, I wanted to just care for you. And she's like, I know you're my counselor, but I just wanted to pray for you. And so just to see how the Lord has worked in her life. And that is just the Holy Spirit that put that on your mind and that you prayed for me and how you've ministered to me. And and even just to see even a week ago when she was talking to that girl for us, we had some conversations back and forth of me just kind of walking Lily through that. But also, you know, there was one moment where Lily texted me and she said, um, you know, I just realized this is really hard. And she said, I'm I'm kind of grieving for this girl, you know, and she just said, but I spent some time talking to the Lord about it. And I know that he has a plan and a purpose for her life, whatever she decides. And just to see from a year ago, you coming to us and saying, hey, I don't really know what to do. I just left an abortion clinic and my life is kind of a mess right now to then uh, fast forward to now she's ministering to me. She's praying for us. She's letting the Holy Spirit work in her life. And now she's ministering to other women and praying for them and speaking truth to them. And so that's just been a huge encouragement in my life. 
Yeah, that reminds me of what the Lord says, right? Greater love hath no man than this, they lay down his life for his friends. So now you go and love one another. And so even this relationship, what we realize is we show the goodness of God in the way we love one another and we care for one another. And, you know, I see the love that you guys have for one another. But then I also think we don't even know who this lady was that came up and gave you a hug. But the simpleness of inner human interaction and human relationship. And so many times, yes, we need to speak words, but we think it's so much important about our rhetoric or what we say or or how we say we stand up for what we believe. But we really show who we are by how we love the way Christ loved us. And what a, what a picture of that story. So I have to follow up. So you, as as Lauren has so aptly said, you know, you have, have sacrificed so much and been so selfless and the Lord has given you a gift of being able to have a relationship with the adoptive parents and to know how these babies are doing. How are they doing? So I'm actually probably going to go see them on Friday. Okay. I've been holding that back. <laughs> um, um, but I will say that, uh, so their names are Mozzie and Taylee. Um, Mozzie has a heart condition. She will be having surgery on the 26th. They found out that something about the valve and the tissue around it, it's working so hard to get blood into the heart that it's kind of messing up the tissue. I don't, I'm not a medical professional, but um, yeah, they need to get on that quickly. So she will be having surgery. So I'm going to go up there this weekend and I'm going to go see them and love on them and just kind of be there. I'll probably be there Friday through Sunday. So they're good. Uh, but, you know, we have high hopes for Mozzie. She's an energetic little girl. She, You can tell she's pretty strong. She'll make it through. <laughs> Just, uh, I guess, add that to your prayer list. Amen. We'll be praying for Mozzie. And I think, too, just so, Lily, I mean, obviously, so many people look at abortion because it's a quick, easy fix. Yeah. And it's difficult. And there's long-term. Adoption's not easy. It's hard. It's emotional. But how how is it knowing, though, having this able to have this relationship? What a gift that is of knowing that you didn't just have to place these two beautiful babies and then walk away and never know. But how much, like even to be able to share, as hard as it is to watch Mozzie go through this, to know that you get to be a part of it. What a, what a blessing. Tell people what how that is a blessing in, in oh, itself. Oh, it's a huge blessing. Honestly, that was low-key, selfishly, my biggest fear. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I don't really know. I'm I'm out of words on that one. I just um, I just thank God anytime I pray. I start with what I'm thankful for, and then of course I confess, and then I go from there. So I, I always start my prayers with thank you. You've done this. Thank you. You've done this. Thank you. And that is the number one. Thank you for letting me be involved with my girls, and you know Tasha and Brian, they're amazing. I couldn't couldn't have asked for a better couple. There's a couple out there for every birth mom. And, you know, some women, they want to turn away and not really know. But I'm really blessed to have been involved. But, yeah, I'm really out of words on that one. I'm just overjoyed. Well, I just, I'm, I think it's apt to say, right, that if there are families that have the openness to adoption, that the ministry is not just to a baby. The ministry is to a woman. And I know you've probably told, told Tasha and Brian but I would tell anyone that's even considering adoption that you're a gift to a woman, especially when you're willing to have that relationship. What a gift that is. 
And that's a gift that's so worth giving. And it's the greatest gift that they can give your babies is by having a relationship with you. That's such a gift they give. Well, Lauren, kind of as we wrap up, just in a nutshell, why should people, how can people be praying for this ministry? How can people be praying for these birth mothers? And just, just kind of talk to us about why this ministry is so important. Yeah, I think this ministry is so important just because, you know, we've talked a lot about how we practically walked along Lily and through this decision and to make a plan. But then we've also talked a lot about Lily's walk with the Lord through this. And so I think it's just so important for people to be praying for just the spiritual walk of the women that we're serving. You know, our role here at Lifeline is not to be their savior. And so I think that's one of the hardest things sometimes is sometimes not having a magic wand and feeling helpless to help other people and to see them hurting. But then to know that there is a God who made them and loves them, sees them and cares more about them than I could ever care about them. And so just praying for women to hear the truth of the gospel and to get connected with someone who can support them and walk through that with them so that they aren't alone. And, um, We've seen so many different ways that the Lord has provided. Just even when Lily's talking about getting matched with Brian and Tasha, just ways that the Lord orchestrated that, that Brian and Tasha live next to a children's hospital that was perfect for Mozzie, that, you know, Tasha and Lily have become friends and have developed a relationship. You know, there's just different ways that we see that the Lord already knew and already had a plan. And so even when we don't know... And so I think that's the big thing. It's just in even like Lily said, you know, praying that more women will hear and be able to get connected and to be able to learn the truth of the gospel, but also to know that there are people out there to support them, that they're not alone in this. So if there's a woman in your life that is is living in, and has str- is struggling and needs help, how can you as an uncle potentially or as a sister, or as a mom, or as a dad, or as a friend, connect that woman to these services at Lifeline. Yeah, so there are a lot of different ways that you can get connected to Lifeline. We're available 365 days a year, 24-7. So you can actually go on our website. You can even text us, which that's an option that's easy. Sometimes it's hard to pick up the phone, but it's easier to just send a text and say, hey, I need help. I need someone to talk to. And the other thing about it, too, is they don't have to be the first one to reach out. Sometimes that's a really hard step is when you're in that crisis and you're overwhelmed. Maybe you're already trying to call a doctor. You're already trying to find resources to make another call can be hard sometimes. And so even in Lily's case, you know, her uncle and her uncle's friend reached out to us and said, hey, can we connect her to you? And so then I was able to get on a call with Lily. And so we can reach out first to, you know, and send that text message and that phone call. And so you can reach out to Lifeline and say, hey, we need this. And so there are a lot of different ways to get connected. Ladies, it's an honor. Um, love the way that I see the fingerprints of God over both of your lives and the way he's used you both. Very grateful for you. And just want to encourage everyone, as you hear this story, tell this story. Um, Encourage those around you and be intentional about how you have a relationship with those around you and the people in your life, in your family, um, on your block, you know, in your sphere of influence. Be intentional how you use the relationship and the time you have that the Lord has given you. 
Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.